Israel spirals out of control as men plot and scheme to become the next king. It's 2 Kings chapters 14 through 16 and Psalm 103, here on Commuter Bible. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible reading plan to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. The kings of Israel have fallen so far from the way of life that the Lord had called them to follow that by this point, they are completely unrecognizable from the nations around them. As we read, notice that as the kings move further and further away from the Lord and his statutes, the more violent, unpredictable, and selfish they become. While Judah's kings continuously neglect the high places of idol worship, most of them still continue to serve God themselves. And if you're curious about anything these kings did, good luck finding the historical record of Israel's and Judah's kings. 2 Kings, chapters 14 through 16. In the second year of Israel's king Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, Amaziah, son of Joash, became king of Judah. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehoaddan. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the Lord's sight, but not like his ancestor David. He did everything his father Joash had done. Yet the high places were not taken away, and the people continued sacrificing and burning incense on the high places. As soon as the kingdom was firmly in his grasp, Amaziah killed his servants who had killed his father, the king. However, he did not put the children of the killers to death, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, where the Lord commanded. Fathers are not to be put to death because of children, and children are not to be put to death because of fathers. Instead, each one will be put to death for his own sin. Amaziah killed 10,000 Edomites in Salt Valley. He took Selah in battle and called it Jokthiel, which is still its name today. Amaziah then sent messengers to Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz, son of Jehu, king of Israel, and challenged him. Come, let's fight face to face. King Jehoash of Israel sent word to King Amaziah of Judah, saying, The thistle in Lebanon once sent a message to the cedar in Lebanon, saying, Give your daughter to my son as a wife. Then a wild animal in Lebanon passed by and trampled the thistle. You have indeed defeated Edom, And you have become overconfident. Enjoy your glory and stay at home. Why should you stir up such trouble that you fall, you and Judah with you? But Amaziah would not listen. So King Jehoash of Israel advanced. He and King Amaziah of Judah met face to face at Beth Shemesh that belonged to Judah. Judah was routed before Israel and each man fled to his own tent. King Jehoash of Israel captured Judah's king Amaziah, son of Joash, son of Ahaziah, at Beth Shemesh. 
Then Jehoash went to Jerusalem and broke down 200 yards of Jerusalem's wall from the Ephraim gate to the corner gate. He took all the gold and silver, all the articles found in the Lord's temple and in the treasuries of the king's palace, and some hostages. Then he returned to Samaria. The rest of the events of Jehoash's reign, along with his accomplishments, his might, and how he waged war against King Amaziah of Judah, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Jehoash rested with his ancestors, and he was buried in Samaria with the kings of Israel. His son Jeroboam became king in his place. Judah's king Amaziah, son of Joash, lived 15 years after the death of Israel's king Jehoash, son of Jehoahaz. The rest of the events of Amaziah's reign are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. A conspiracy was formed against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. However, men were sent after him to Lachish, and they put him to death there. They carried him back on horses, and he was buried in Jerusalem with his ancestors in the city of David. Then all the people of Judah took Azariah, who was sixteen years old, and made him king in place of his father Amaziah. After Amaziah the king rested with his ancestors, Azariah rebuilt Elath and restored it to Judah. In the fifteenth year of Judah's king Amaziah son of Joash, Jeroboam son of Jehoash became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned forty-one years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He did not turn away from all the sins Jeroboam son of Nebat had caused Israel to commit. He restored Israel's border from Lebo Hamath as far as the Sea of the Arabah according to the word the Lord, the God of Israel, had spoken through his servant, the prophet Jonah, son of Amittai, from Gath-Hefer. For the Lord saw that the affliction of Israel was very bitter for both slaves and free people. There was no one to help Israel. The Lord had not said he would blot out the name of Israel under heaven, so he delivered them by the hand of Jeroboam, son of Jehoash. The rest of the events of Jeroboam's reign, along with all his accomplishments, the power he had to wage war, and how he recovered for Israel Damascus and Hamath, which had belonged to Judah, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Jeroboam rested with his ancestors, the kings of Israel. His son Zechariah became king in his place. In the twenty-seventh year of Israel's king Jeroboam, 
Azariah son of Amaziah became king of Judah. He was 16 years old when he became king, and he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah. She was from Jerusalem. Azariah did what was right in the Lord's sight, just as his father Amaziah had done. Yet the high places were not taken away. The people continued sacrificing and burning incense on the high places. The Lord afflicted the king, and he had a serious skin disease until the day of his death. He lived in quarantine, while Jotham, the king's son, was over the household governing the people of the land. The rest of the events of Azariah's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. Azariah rested with his ancestors and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. His son Jotham became king in his place. In the 38th year of Judah's king Azariah, Zechariah son of Jeroboam reigned over Israel in Samaria for six months. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, as his predecessors had done. He did not turn away from the sins Jeroboam son of Nebat had caused Israel to commit. Shalom son of Jabesh conspired against Zechariah. He struck him down publicly, killed him, and became king in his place. As for the rest of the events of Zechariah's reign, they are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. The word of the Lord that he had spoken to Jehu was, Four generations of your sons will sit on the throne of Israel. And it was so. In the thirty-ninth year of Judah's king Uzziah, Shalom son of Jabesh became king, and he reigned in Samaria a full month. Then Menahem son of Gadi came up from Tirzah to Samaria and struck down Shalom son of Jabesh there. He killed him and became king in his place. As for the rest of the events of Shalom's reign, along with the conspiracy that he formed, they are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. At that time, starting from Tirzah, Menahem attacked Tifsa, all who were in it and its territory, because they wouldn't surrender. He ripped open all the pregnant women. In the thirty-ninth year of Judah's king Azariah, Menahem son of Gadi became king over Israel, and he reigned ten years in Samaria. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. Throughout his reign, he did not turn away from the sins Jeroboam son of Nebat had caused Israel to commit. King Pul of Assyria invaded the land. So Menahem gave Pul 75,000 pounds of silver so that Pul would support him to strengthen his grasp on the kingdom. Then Menahem exacted twenty ounces of silver from each of the prominent men of Israel to give to the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria withdrew and did not stay there in the land. The rest of the events of Menahem's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. Menahem rested with his ancestors, and his son Pekaliah became king in his place. 
In the fiftieth year of Judah's king Azariah, Pekahiah son of Menahem became king over Israel in Samaria, and he reigned two years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight, and did not turn away from the sins Jeroboam son of Nebat had caused Israel to commit. Then his officer, Pekah son of Remaliah, conspired against him and struck him down in Samaria at the citadel of the king's palace, with Argob and Ariah. There were fifty Gileadite men with Pekah. He killed Pekahiah and became king in his place. As for the rest of the events of Pekahiah's reign, along with all his accomplishments, they are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. In the fifty-second year of Judah's king Azariah, Pekah son of Remaliah became king over Israel in Samaria, and he reigned twenty years. He did what was evil in the Lord's sight. He did not turn away from the sins Jeroboam son of Nebat had caused Israel to commit. In the days of King Pekah of Israel, King Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria came and captured Aijon, Abel-Bethmecha, Genoa, Kadesh, Hazor, Gilead, and Galilee, all the land of Naphtali, and deported the people to Assyria. Then Hoshea son of Elah organized a conspiracy against Pekah son of Remaliah. He attacked him, killed him, and became king in his place in the twentieth year of Jotham son of Uzziah. As for the rest of the events of Pekah's reign, along with all his accomplishments, they are written in the historical record of Israel's kings. In the second year of Israel's king Pekah son of Remaliah, Jotham son of Uzziah became king of Judah. He was twenty-five years old when he became king, and he reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jerusha, daughter of Zadok. He did what was right in the Lord's sight, just as his father Uzziah had done. Yet the high places were not taken away. The people continued sacrificing and burning incense on the high places. Jotham built the upper gate of the Lord's temple. The rest of the events of Jotham's reign, along with all his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. In those days, the Lord began sending Aram's king Rezin and Pekah son of Remaliah against Judah. Jotham rested with his ancestors and was buried with his ancestors in the city of his ancestor David. His son Ahaz became king in his place.
In the seventeenth year of Pekah son of Remaliah, Ahaz son of Jotham became king of Judah. Ahaz was twenty years old when he became king, and he reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem. He did not do what was right in the sight of the Lord his God, like his ancestor David, but walked in the ways of the kings of Israel. He even sacrificed his son in the fire. Imitating the detestable practices of the nations, the Lord had dispossessed before the Israelites. He sacrificed and burned incense on the high places, on the hills, and under every green tree. Then Aram's king Rezin and Israel's king Pekah son of Remaliah came to wage war against Jerusalem. They besieged Ahaz, but were not able to conquer him. At that time, Aram's king Rezin recovered Elith for Aram and expelled the Judahites from Elith. Then the Arameans came to Elith, and they still live there today. So Ahaz sent messengers to King Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria, saying, I am your servant and your son. March up and save me from the grasp of the king of Aram and of the king of Israel, who are rising up against me. Ahaz also took the silver and gold found in the Lord's temple and in the treasuries of the king's palace and sent them to the king of Assyria as a bribe. So the king of Assyria listened to him and marched up to Damascus and captured it. He deported its people to Kir, but put Rezin to death. King Ahaz went to Damascus to meet King Tiglath-Pileser of Assyria. When he saw the altar that was in Damascus, King Ahaz sent a model of the altar and complete plans for its construction to the priest Uriah. Uriah built the altar according to all the instructions King Ahaz sent from Damascus. Therefore, by the time King Ahaz came back from Damascus, the priest Uriah had completed it. When the king came back from Damascus, he saw the altar. Then he approached the altar and ascended it. He offered his burnt offering and his grain offering, poured out his drink offering, and splattered the blood of his fellowship offerings on the altar. He took the bronze altar that was before the Lord in front of the temple between his altar and the Lord's temple and put it on the north side of his altar. Then King Ahaz commanded the priest Uriah, Offer on the great altar the morning burnt offering, the evening grain offering, and the king's burnt offering and his grain offering. Also, Offer the burnt offering of all the people of the land, their grain offering and their drink offerings. Splatter on the altar all the blood of the burnt offering and all the blood of sacrifice. The bronze altar will be for me to seek guidance. The priest Uriah did everything King Ahaz commanded. Then King Ahaz cut off the frames of the water carts and removed the bronze basin from each of them. He took the basin from the bronze oxen that were under it and put it on a stone pavement. To satisfy the king of Assyria, he removed from the Lord's temple 
the Sabbath canopy they had built in the palace, and he closed the outer entrance for the king. The rest of the events of Ahaz's reign, along with his accomplishments, are written in the historical record of Judah's kings. Ahaz rested with his ancestors and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David, and his son Hezekiah became king in his place. Psalm 103 My soul, bless the Lord. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. My soul, bless the Lord. And do not forget all his benefits. He forgives all your iniquity. He heals all your diseases. He redeems your life from the pit. He crowns you with faithful love and compassion. He satisfies you with good things. Your youth is renewed like the eagle. The Lord executes acts of righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. He revealed his ways to Moses, his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in faithful love. He will not always accuse us or be angry forever. He has not dealt with us as our sins deserve or repaid us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his faithful love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, So far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows what we are made of, remembering that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He blooms like a flower of the field. When the wind passes over it, it vanishes and its place is no longer known. But from eternity to eternity, the Lord's faithful love is toward those who fear him and his righteousness toward the grandchildren of those who keep his covenant, who remember to observe his precepts. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, all his angels of great strength who do his word, obedient to his command. Bless the Lord, all his armies, his servants who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works in all the places where he rules. My soul, bless the Lord. Commuter Bible is available on a number of platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Overcast, Google Podcasts, and more. If you're listening to Commuter Bible on something other than your favorite podcast app, just know that it's available wherever you like to get podcasts, if that helps you to streamline your listening preferences. 
Also, wherever you listen, if you can write a review of Commuter Bible, I would greatly appreciate it. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Caitlin Pridgen, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. 